You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. Eskom has dismissed claims of sabotage being behind the recent surge in load shedding. Now this is after the ANC Secretary General Fakil Mbalula took to X alleging acts of sabotage were behind the power utility implementing Stage 6. Eskom's head of Generation Becky Mumalo says that the failure of some units were unpredictable and law enforcement are still safeguarding the utility's power stations. Eskom has since downgraded load shedding to Stage 5. For more on this, we're joined on the line by Matthew Cruz, who's an energy advisor at Home Energy. A very good morning to you, Matthew, and welcome. What are your thoughts on, on load sh- uh, shedding surging up to stage six uh, in the past weekend? And, and what do you believe uh, to be the main contributing factors to ESCOM's load shedding schedule? Yes, yeah, so my thoughts are that it's, it's very unfortunate that this has come at a time just after the president said that we have made great strides towards reducing load shedding in the State of the Nation address. And the main contributing factors that I see is the reason towards why we're having load shedding continuing is the declining, aging coal power stations' ability to produce power. So as the power stations get older, they decline in their ability to produce power. And what we are seeing is that the, the nine power station units, coal power station units, have come down due to boiler tube leaks that have caused this stage six load shedding that we're seeing right now. So that's the direct cause. But the, the underlying cause is because these power stations are old. So I, I do agree that it's not sabotage because the boiler tube leaks is the part of the power station where the, where the coal is being fired. It's very hot there. You can't get there. You can't actually be there to actually um, damage the tubes because it's inside the place where the furnace is. So it's actually a result of aging coal power stations and poor quality coal that has been eating away at the boiler tube leaks inside the burning part of the power station. So it can't be sabotage from that perspective. So I do agree that it's not sabotage. It's actually just that power station is getting very old and over time coming down in their ability to produce power. So tell me, what do you make then of the timing of this stage six load shedding? Coincidentally, as you mentioned it earlier, it's right mm-hmm. after the Sona speech. It's, it's, it's very unfortunate that it came just after the president was trying to uh, sound positive to the nation. And what I've noticed is, is being taking place is that both the electricity minister and the president, whenever they talk about what's going on, it always is under a positive light and they, they're doing a lot of PR to try and make it seem like things are okay. But the timing indicates that things are not okay. Um, during the set of the nation, they were firing the gas fired turbines um, to produce power with diesel to make it seem like the stages of load have been reduced. But as soon as the soda ended, and, and I see it also leading up to the elections in May, they'll be firing the turbines more uh, to try and make it seem like the load is under control. But then immediately after the elections, then once again, we'll have a very similar situation where they reduce the firing of the gas turbines and then load ramps up once again. So it's, it's more an indicator of the failed state of ESCOM that has come about through 
many reasons. There's, there's corruption that was mentioned uh, in, in, through many different sources, uh, lack of maintenance, lack of ability to oversee state-owned entities. So these are the main contributing factors as to why we're experiencing oceaning. And this timing is just uh, on the nose about that things are not okay at ESCOM going forward, and loitering will be here for the next five years. What are the challenges that ESCOM is facing, and how effective are their current efforts to reinstate the generating units and restore capacity, and what measures can be taken to enhance the reliability of renewable energy sources, perhaps? Yes, so the challenges that, that, that ESCOM has been facing is that it's been poorly run for the last 15 years with the wrong focus being in place from the um, executive head and the executive team at ESCOM. So we've heard, unfortunately, from Underdirector and through the Zonda Commission that the focus for a long time was more to extract money from the state when it came to ESCOM, not so much on engineering excellence and making sure that there was enough electricity. So that was the, the previous regime that we were under. And once Cyril then came into power, really that you could implement in a, in a real sense to stop the decline of the aging power stations, there was you know, this, this aspect of because the power stations are old, they're declining in their ability to generate power. They've been run very hard for 15 years. Maintenance is very difficult to um, be the reason why there's a big turnaround. You can just kind of plateau your decline with maintenance. But if you're not putting new generation onto the, onto the grid, um, and we've heard that there's good capacity constraints for renewable um, big sources like wind and, and solar coming off the grid, um, there's a limitation on what can come onto the grid. So the solution that I see is, is what, this is what I always recommend for the last two years, is that people need to realize it's no longer a, a case that you can rely on ESCOM or the government for stable electricity or affordable electricity. And the solution is for households and businesses to get a solar system for themselves that's with a battery they can see you through load shedding and reduce your cost of electricity. And, you know, I always recommend this, and, and Home Energy is here to help anyone that would like to do that. And so that's unfortunately the case we find ourselves in, where you have to become energy independent as a citizen because of the failings of the government. Well, a lot of South Africans would say it's time to move off the grid, but it's still very expensive. How do they mitigate that, uh, the, the ordinary mm-hmm. consumers in South Africa? Yes, yeah. So one of the things that we've done to um, address that is we, we've noticed that it's very difficult for someone to put out money and say, okay, well, here's 100,000 rand or, or the cost that is involved in getting a solar system. So we've come up with a solar subscription, which is costed um, quite quite cheaply. So the, the minimum cost, we, the smallest one we have is 1,600 rand, and that's priced to be very close to what you save on your electricity bill from the solar system, because as, you, as you're regenerating your own power, you're no longer paying money to ESCOM anymore. So the 1,600 rand that you're paying for the subscription is then mitigated by the 1,500 rand that you save on your electricity bill. So you only actually have a 100 rand difference month to month on your monthly budget. So that's how we're trying to make the solar solutions much more affordable for, for, for the everyday citizen is that you have a very small impact on your monthly budget, just 100 rand. I thank you so much for your time. Matthew Cruz, he's an energy advisor at Home Energy. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.